Fantasy Six-Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Appleton. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, AJ Applegarth and Dap Scout. What's up, man? What's going on, on guys? What up? Oh, hanging in there. Uh, ready to get talking about some second and third base tonight. Um, getting you guys ready to draft those positions in your fantasy baseball leagues this season. Uh, but, of course, before we jump into that, uh remind you guys to hit that subscribe button hit the like button uh we appreciate it um and go over to fantasy become an all access member where you're going to get access to our rankings that uh our award-winning rankings over there the draft cheat sheet our our projections and then of course jump over into our discord where you're going to get direct access to all of us including uh dap and aj and myself and then all of our DFS guys over there, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Those dudes are crushing it right now. Dave Eddy is just on fire uh, right now. I mean, even cashing out in NASCAR. Uh, he knows literally nothing about NASCAR. <laughs> Somehow figures it out. I don't know how he does it. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, without further ado, let's uh, bring on our guest of honor for the week, Mr. Rudy Gamble from Razzball going on man hey, thanks join for, us. oh thanks for having yeah welcome, man welcome. so uh have you back yeah absolutely so uh yeah we are here to be talking some second and third base this was your uh, position of choice this year and um i think aj you're gonna be leading things off here so all have right. the floor man are we just jumping right into the? Uh, I mean, I, well, I, 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 oh, real quick though, I, okay. I thought we'd have a theme song for Rudy. I mean, Rudy is like you know, fantasy baseball royalty. The the man runs this amazing site. His humor's off the charts, and and honestly, I, I want to be like him when I grow up. So I just I thought there would be a theme song or something when he came on. So I was just hoping. Uh, he was giving me therapy advice before this uh, show started. I just, the, the man does everything. I, I just, uh, I'm in awe. I, I just, like I said. I mean, that, that was like, that was a banging. <laughs> oh, oh no, he left it on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah no, I like the, uh, that banging theme song from, uh, you know, the, whatever like the uh, middies are, are from Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah baseball. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Our uh, our football one. You've been on the shows for that one too. We do the uh, the Tecmo Super Bowl. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, All right. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's just jump into it here then. Um, so tonight we're doing second and third base, and uh, we'll start off with second base. So <clears throat> the past couple shows we kind of just jumped in and had straight question about players, but uh, on this one. Kind of want to get your opinion on whether or not you feel like the second base position is the least desirable position for fantasy this year. Um, basically, what your take is on this, and how how you value the position overall, and and you know what's your general strategy for second base. 
Rudy. Oh, um, I mean, everything is to me just catcher and not catcher. Um, so with catchers, it's always a challenge trying to figure out where you're going to draft them. How do you, how you're going to, uh, and I'm just playing the market and generally of, you know, uh, trying to get at least one catcher in the first 20 rounds. And then I'm assuming unless like the, someone, something goes really cheap or something goes horribly wrong. And then, uh, I'll take a second guy that's kind of. Uh, with the knowledge that I'll churn them out if anything comes up on waivers. Uh, but I know this isn't the catcher thing for, but basically for every other position, I kind of consider them pretty equal. Okay. Um, so I prefer not to, you know, I don't, I'll take the set my second base whenever it, it kind of comes up toward the top of the board. And I like the skill set uh, and the stats and, you know, for something like a, my second one, if, uh, I kind of prefer if they have position eligibility. Um, I try not to fill that too early, but I'm kind of open. Like, yes, I haven't, I haven't seen had any issues in my first two drafts with second base. Um, you know, I think it's just you kind of have to go with expectations that it's like it's if your plan is, oh, my second base, I want to have hit 25 to 30 homers. You're either gonna have to pay up, or there's like maybe one or two guys that mm-hmm. might be have average concerns to go for. So it's not the source for power, but I think it from a, from, from a general five category, it gives good value. <laughs> but, all right. Dap thoughts on, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, the thing strategy? is when I saw the, when I saw the questions for the show, right. I initially was like, Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. And then I started looking through and, you know, you start looking at the top, right? It's top heavy. A lot of positions are. You have the Betts, the Simeons, the Albies, the Altuves. Um, and then you start looking at kind of the injuries that occurred yesterday, uh, last year that, you know, really kind of put some people behind the A-ball and, or, and, or suddenly destroyed fast starts and, and things of that nature. And, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at you, Gorman, um, and some other ones here. I, I think it's actually a very deep position. I just don't think what, I think what the question's alluding to is that, you know, you kind of have to look at it first before you get excited. I, I, I probably put about 10 or 11 second baseman in the top 100. I mean, that's not nothing uh, compared to where you were previously. And if you're in a 15 team draft, that means you're getting at least a top hundred player probably, you know, with your, well, if, unless you skip second baseman altogether, you, you should be fine. Uh, yeah. But again, uh, like what Rudy was talking about, right? Like if you're looking at power, then yeah, you got to see what you're going to do, right? Like are you going to go for the Torres who's not going to maybe necessarily give you power and it's going to mess up your batting average. I think what you're going to be doing at second base is you're going to look at some maybe getting somebody and trying not to mess up one of your other stats because you could definitely do that. But I mean, there's a lot of exciting lottery picks and then there's a lot of ones that are outside the top 12 that I'm really interested in. Like, uh, you know, what's Julian doing this year? Um, and some of these other guys that we'll talk about a little later, but like Zach Geloff. So I, yeah, compared to the other, co- compared to the other kind of years we've had second base, I, I think there's a lot of kind of interesting picks here that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel terrible leaving the draft with. Okay. Joe, anything to add? No, I mean, they, they said it all, all, all uh, spot on there. I mean, like outside of Mookie Betts, obviously who's got the second base eligibility now. Um, yeah. And it just, kind of separates himself and so on the screen here you're seeing kind of the the overall consensus adp i pulled this from fan uh fantasy pros 
um this is like the mix of all the the different sites adp so you know it's going to depend on where you play but this is kind of the the lump here now like you can see there i mean there's a good number of second basemen in the top 10 although a bunch of them have multiple position eligibility which is what rudy was kind of saying like that's a way to go about this position it's just kind of like figure it out right you know like yeah. you don't have to go after the altuves and the simians who are they're good but you're paying up for that right you know you might be able to get some better players around that better overall players around the range where you would have to draft them just because you want to fill your second base with like one of the elites right um you know i'm fine grabbing like a haseon kim who like may not win me any categories but he's not going to crush me right and i'll just figure something out later on you know I, I i like that then i was looking at this position a lot more obviously before the show today and there's a lot of dudes like later on who i was like oh man like yeah he's down there he he's he'll be all right he'll be all right. i mean like half of this list was not in the top 10 last year before we drafted so like right. that should right. say there that like there's gonna be a lot of movement in this position so like don't go crazy drafting it just because you think you're gonna miss there's gonna be guys climbing up this board uh this year next year's draft board for second base is gonna look completely different yeah all right well all good input and info um so let's just jump into our first actual player question here for the night so that goes to Mr. Nico Horner there, as you see, number five, uh, second baseman, 59 overall, currently for ADP. Um, so Nico's been a pretty solid model of consistency with terms of average home run and RBIs the past couple of years. Um, you know, his power numbers have, have been relatively low overall compared to the other numbers, but, you know, you're getting three other categories there that that's uh, helpful. Um, so then you have, uh, you know, in only 15 more games last year, though, you know, he masked 40 more hits than and more than doubled his stolen base totals um, going from 20 to 43 um, between the past two years. So, Rudy, are are you in agreement with Horner's current ADP of sixty-ish, uh, fifty-nine? I think it was what we just saw. Um, you know, if not, where do you think he should be drafted? No, I mean, I have him on mine. I have him fifty-eight, so I'm almost in lockstep with consensus. Um, I don't have him. I have him like as the seventh second baseman uh, versus fifth. Um, okay. he has second base and shortstop eligibility, which is nice. Um, yeah, I mean, this is his build, which is heavier in the stolen base average and runs versus the homers RBIs. Uh, let's just call it the general leader leadoff build. Um, yeah, it works for certain constructs. This is definitely one where, uh, if you've already drafted a heavy speed guy or two in the it been the first couple of rounds. This isn't the guy I want to marry it with. But if you know, th this looks like the perfect thing if you've drafted. Um, maybe you got one of like a a Soto, a Jordan Alvarez, a Judge. Mm -hmm. um, so you feel like you've come out of that first round. I mean, you throw Freeman, Otani, Olson, basically anyone outside of that, like six or seven guys that have speed in the first round. Um, it is one where I think you do want to address it in the first 10 rounds. You don't want to let that linger, that feeling of wanting to catch up for speed. Um, so Horner's a good play there. He was one I 
very much targeted last year at pick around 150. It was like 10th, 11th round target. Um, and part of that was that, I mean, that's still in base jump we're seeing. Um, that to me was very much driven by the new rules and he's got young legs. So he was in a very good position to take care of it. He obviously got a lot more plate appearances because he, he grabbed that leadoff slot and didn't let go um, for the most part. Um, so I, I, like I said, I think he's a, a, a solid play. I uh, expect a little, maybe just a little off those numbers this year. Um, you know, but again, very uh, team construct driven. Yeah. Okay. That. You know, so the last, let's say about the last week or so, my timeline on Twitter and or X or whatever the heck it's called, uh, and some of the other places too, all they've talked about uh, when it comes to Nico Horner is kind of, you know, is his swing changed a little bit? Is it uh, steeper on the, um, you know, uh, this trajectory? And of course, this is all eyeball analysis, right, initially. But I mean, he's saying that he thinks he has more in the tank and he thinks he can easily get to 15 plus home runs. I mean, if he gets to 15 plus home runs, you know, we're talking about a whole different not ball game, but it definitely puts him up another tier uh, along with, again, you know, what we were talking about, the, the new stolen base, um, you know, rules that are playing there as well. So look, give me the runs all day you know, plug in the stolen bases, but if I could get also 15, 20 home runs, then that's not nothing either, but he's still going to be exactly what I think he's going to, you know, he's not where some people, uh, uh, like Ruiz is going to give you just empty stolen bases. Right. And then just an absolute kill you in the batting average. This is not, Mm -hmm. this is not terrible. Uh, especially if I can get him where he's going right now, but again, uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. If, um, some of the uh, initial reports out of the Cubs, uh, training facility and also uh, people that are getting video on Nico Horner as well, that if he's kind of changed the, the uh, swing angle, uh, that that might be some interesting things to look at, especially as spring training goes on. Okay. Joe, close us out here on your thoughts on Nico. If you got anything to add. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think Rudy said it best, right. Where, where like he, he's a team fit kind of guy. Um, his overall like value over the season is going to be, um, like when you're just ranking him next to other players, it's gonna be high because he he kind of jumps off the board with stolen base. He he has a good batting average, right? Uh, <laughs> really good runs. I mean, 98 yeah. runs. Yeah, I mean, uh, he may not score 98 runs again, right? Because he's not, you know, Cody Bellinger. He's gonna get 99 oh. this year, right? Oh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I mean, still, even if those drop down just slightly, yeah. like if you can get, you know. 90 runs, you know, 10 home runs, 35 to 40 stolen bases, even with like a 280 batting average. That that's a pretty solid player right there. But yes, you have to be able to have a solid base in power before you can draft somebody like Nico Horner. He would not be a fit for your team, but he's he's a great player if you're coming into that round and that 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 spot in your draft and you're looking for some speed and he won't kill you in the other categories, like some of the other top speed guys like that. Was saying, so, yeah. Yeah. I definitely like Horner this year. I think, uh, you know, the power numbers, like I said, they're, they're a little on the lower end, but you can find power elsewhere and to be able to get, you know, solid consistency in general 
is worth worth the you know the risk in my opinion it's not really much of a risk honestly but I, I like Horner as well. Um, all right. So the next question here we've got is a little bit of a mix and match here. So Cincinnati Reds sticking with the uh, the Central here, NL Central. They had three breakout stars last year. You know, and outside of uh, Ellie De La Cruz in McLean, who's currently got the ADP of fifty six. You got Spencer Steer at ADP 96, and then you got Jonathan India. So all the way down at ADP of 220. Um, so, Dap, we're going to start with you here. Do you think that McLean, Steer, or India can return the value at their current ADP? Uh, McLean has to have a perfect season. And that means both with, um, you know, his bat and uh, his ability to not, you know, get injured. They're already talking about that he has an oblique pull. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, necessarily tied to the last injury and he's already shut down for a week. We start getting to the, you know, those 60, 70, you know, plus ADPs. I mean, those are guys that if you lose them, you're expecting a huge drop off. And I just don't know if, I mean, McLean came out so hot and there's, I think there's going to be some adjustment there. And I'm just concerned that you're not going to necessarily get it. Spencer steer India all day. I think there's definitely, uh, first of all, they play in, you know, the, the most hitter friendly ballpark um, in all of MLB, you know, they play the Colorado uh, Rockies back in the nineties uh, type ballpark now. Um, and I, you know, if you can get me 20 plus home runs um, out of where his ADP is, plus, you know, an average is not going to kill me. Um, and you're going to be in that lineup. That's great. But let me just hedge that with, I think, Right now, the infield situation with the Reds is a mess. Um, I don't think enough people are kind of seeing that. And there just seems to be too many players there right now. And I'm just would be concerned about, um, you know, who's going to be sitting. Are you going to be getting three days, four days out of people? It, it just seems to be too much talent. It's scary to say, but just too much talent right there um, to have that. If you're, if you're getting somebody like India who's going to be sitting on your bench, absolutely, you'll be getting that value back. And you, I think you'll get it in spades. But if you're expecting, like, if you need a guy who's going to definitely be in a five-by-five five league standard with maybe, you know, three outfielders and one utility, I'd be scared to grab a steer um, if he's not going to be playing all the time unless he's going for one of my bed spots. All right. Joe, what do you think of these guys? Yeah, I... I uh... I wrote, you know, so I did these uh, these early top ten lists for for each position uh, uh, for the site, and Matt McLean hit the you know got inside the top ten as, as he should be. Um, super talent talented player here. Uh, the ceiling is is a is immensely high for him, but I'm also worried that the the floor like the risk is not baked into his ADP. People are just looking at like how good he could be, but. Also understand like he had some crazy stats last year that like pretty much tell you that you cannot expect last year to happen again. I mean, his bad bit was 385. That's not crazy, but it was a hundred points higher than his batting average. You don't normally see that, right? Like that, that 
that's like elite level stuff. And I'm not sure that's kind of him, you know, K rate was pretty high, a young guy, you know, you hope that that can improve, but still just something to keep just something to monitor. He actually did hit more ground balls and fly balls. So like maybe his home run pace really isn't sustainable. And then when you mix in an X and expected slugging rate of 435, um, that really tells me that, that his home run pace is not sustainable. So I'm expecting a little bit of a drop off, especially of the pace that he was on last year. Um, and now you're mixing in obviously an oblique injury, which we know those things can linger forever. It feels like, and just, you know, creep back up on, on players really quickly. Just one bad swing. And it's like, Oh, there it goes again. Um, I'm kind of out on McLean at draft price. I love India if, you know, he's basically free and, you know, you're, you're pretty standard home leagues right now. So I, I'm fine taking a chance on him. I've always liked him as a player, uh, but you're right, Dap. I'm not sure he's got a role really right now, especially with the signing of Candelario. Like, who knows what's going on there, man? They got a, they got a bunch of guys that they could pull up to. Like, it's just it's just nuts. Steer's fine, man. Steer was awesome last year. I picked him up on free agency in a lot of leagues. It was like, who's this guy? All right, cool. Yeah, let's, do, let's do him. <laughs> like, he was awesome. But, you know, he he got kind of banged up. You know, he played a lot of games, but, like, it felt like he was kind of injured down the stretch and playing through injury. But he still had a phenomenal season. So, I like Steer uh, the most at cost here and, and what you can expect back. I think he's the safest player. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, what do you got? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I think all great points. I think, um, yeah, I think on McLean, I thought he was an, a solid value. He was, he wouldn't be the guy I was targeting, but, um, his ADP hasn't adjusted yet for the oblique news. I think that drops mm -hmm. him from say 64. That's going to, that knocks off at least 20 picks. I know I, I just did a draft yesterday. Uh, I probably should check to see where he went in that, but I feel like, he was more like pick 80. Um, I, it, NFBC actually has him up at like 40 something. Well, um, I have, I had him at, no, I had him at 63. Really? Okay. Um, maybe the, maybe from, what I, that's, up the, that's the one I use. Um, I'm, I'm looking up yesterday's labor. Cause that was definitely one where the, the news was, was known. There wasn't like that one person who drafts. So I'm like, I can't believe you let him go. <laughs> or, oh, you know what? But, you never know on that one, right? So <laughs> someone probably found out later that uh, that's why I don't know. You should never live stream a draft because it, it could never, it could always end up poorly. Like that <laughs> oh, would yeah, be really. like an immediate, like, oh, right. yeah. but like even like at the end of the year, like having something where you're high fiving an awful pick. Um, so let's, so I'm going to use the, just say, yeah, this I'm was looking a, at Matt McLean now for the last like three okay, he weeks went, and he's a 58. He, overall he went yeah. round seven so that would be 16 he went pick 93 okay or no right. no he was the it was the, that's the seventh round so it's 103 okay yeah so um, yeah he's dropped pretty good so okay yeah. knowing that I, I might be a little more okay with him it's, but i mean it's it's gonna early on man his adp was high yeah <laughs> so i mean i felt like you know you've kind of have to go in and just try to think like a team and say, where do I think this is? Uh, what do I, th where do I think the playing time is going to go with these guys? And my take was, uh, is like, I think Elliot short Marte at third McLean at second felt pretty locked in. Um, steer is supposed to go in the outfield. Um, 
And then you've got Candelario, Encarnacion, Strand, and India fighting for first base DH. Right. Um, so you're right. Like India right now, I don't see the role. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. He, um, I mean, I think right time, he still has a season in him again to go like 380 OBP and like 20 homers. So I, 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 he's the same guy I've liked in drafts in previous years, but right now I just wouldn't even draft him. Um, cause it, cause basically what's going to happen is if, if he's playing four games a week in April, you have to drop him. So again, where there's no payoff for that risk, right. you, you need him to be playing immediately with steer. Um, I mean, he had 665 plate appearances last year. I mean, I'd probably put him a good hundred less this year. Um, well, mm-hmm. I mean, I, do projection so i probably should <laughs> i have him at like a, a 553 so like about 100 less um so yeah that that that's nice to find that out um he like i look at me he provides pretty good balance across the five categories mm-hmm. um i mean but he's going at pick like 100 i have him more like a pick 140 um i don't and i don't think he's gonna get that volume because he's not going to be a good outfielder you've already got um I'm going to try to think. Friedel's a good outfielder. They got Fraley. I just feel like he ends up being a guy that, yeah. you know, gets five. Angelo you know, just... here. That, uh, yeah, I'm hanging with Friedel. Friedel, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's tough. Friedel, Friedel. Um, but. Fraggle. So, yeah, so I'm not. <laughs> so I like the team. Um, I think if I wanted. And I mean, we'll talk about probably talk about yeah, Ellie's price is super high. Oh, yeah. Um so I feel like if you want this offense, in my eyes, I think like Marte, not to spoil this, but I would say Marte probably is your best in because it I mean, I feel like third base defense you don't want to screw with. Right. And I it India started as a third baseman. He was when they move a guy off that quickly. There's no re there's it's doubtful the guy's ever gonna go back. Um and Candelario, they've already moved off of third base in the pros. So I think uh yeah, that's I think it was always McLean could always shift to short if necessary. But yeah, with all the bleak stuff, I I think that now becomes less likely. And uh in general, I feel like these all look like feel like overbuys with the asterisk like Maybe maybe McLean falls far enough that his skill set, which is like solid five category skill set, you know, yeah, it feels like that excitement from you know after Daily Cruz and, and McLean got called up and they were just like must watch TV for a little while, man. It's yeah. like still just carrying over a little bit. Um, and they were like a huge surprise team last year. They were like super fantasy friendly, you know, and yeah, they. they Nobody wanted to touch him in drafts, obviously, you know, but so got to be a little careful with that. Get a little little overexcited in drafts. Yeah. All right. Uh, Good conversation. Lots of lots of young talent here. And I agree. I think India is going to be the not in this room. But (laughs) yeah, in the yeah, yeah, in the majors, it's it's nice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the, diver- so. the diversity here you know it's like, we do have a uh, question uh angela's asking about uh ces so uh christian and, and karnasi on strand uh what's your thoughts about him uh um, rudy yeah so i'm i'm 
looking up where I've got him. Um, I mean, right now I've got him at like 406 plate appearances. I like the bat. Um, where you're pay, I mean, but you've got to take him the 10th or 11th round. And, you know, I've got him more as uh, if you could give me the 600 plate appearances, I would take it. But as is that it's a first base and he's not going to get third base, right? That's that's already kind of gone. Um, I don't think that pays off. I mean, if, the, if, if Candelaria wasn't in the picture, I'd be open. With it, no. Um, but that's one where, uh, and this is just on the playing time. I, I, I would say in general, I, I'm skeptical of Indian steer being like, anything more than like okay to good major leaguers going forward india just to feel like the banged up and defense and play i do like Encarnacion strand i like Marte. i like mclean i like de la cruz is long-term play so um man but at first base i know we're, we're not talking like first base is that position where it feels like even in like t- pick 300 you can get a guy like josh bell yeah that the floor yeah. is like you have all these like really solid floors. So if there was a position, I'm like, I don't want to reach for a on strand with first base <laughs> only. Um, so a slight, 100%. that's a one thing on position besides catcher catchers. Everything's off the table. Everything else. It's like, man. Yeah. If you could, it, it's crazy how suddenly like as a draft goes on, you just see first baseman plummeting. Um. Mm-hmm. Or at least some of them. Um, so yeah, so I think I'd rather have uh, like Hoskins right now is pick 180. Uh, I, I'd rather that or I'd keep on going <laughs> and keep playing yeah. chicken. I like Mountcastle way better and he's picked 240. Yeah, I remember last year in draft, same thing was happening with first and I just kept like, I ended up having like a bunch of utility guys in like double utility leagues that were all first base and I was like, I mean, fine like they were all they were all good like i'll take it <laughs> so yeah all right so next uh well last bigger second base question we got here um st louis like uh like cincinnati here has a trio of injured stars not not breakout stars they're these guys are all injured so we got tommy edmund Returning from a right wrist surgery, his ADP is currently sitting at 161. Uh, you got Brandon Donovan is recovering from a right elbow ligament repair procedure. He's all the way down at 283 for his ADP. And then there's Nolan Gorman, who's been dealing with on and off back discomfort since late July of last year. Um, his ID, uh, ADP is, uh, sorry, football, football, uh, Freudian slip there. His ADP is 189, so he's between these two. But why? Why did AJ do this to the Cardinals? Can can we? Yes. Can, yes. can we say why? Why did I do this to these Cardinals? I mean, you, can I, we safely I, target I, I, these players? Look, let, let's just pause for a second. Uh, so Joe and I had a uh, bet that you would Ron Burgundy that question. So I threw in that extra piece in there just to see if you would just read exactly what the text was. So I apologize. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. That's why I was so <laughs> I excited. It, that you and I saw it. And then I was like, how am I going to 
get around this. It's okay. Uh, go ahead. I was so excited. I was like, I'm the teleprompter, I you ahead. know I'm going to read it. So. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, well played. Uh, so anyway, can can we safely target these guys um, as a middle infield, quarter infield options, bench depth, or, or are we just straight up passing? Joe, we'll, we'll start with you on this one. Honestly, I think the only one I'm even mildly interested in is, is, is Donovan, uh, just because he's much cheaper. I'm not really too interested in, in any of these guys. Edmund feels like he's always still got a little bit of like overhypeness around him, like uh he came in and was like good right off the bat but then never really grew much from that um gorman obviously had had you know a bit of a breakout last year but um obviously dealt with the back issues and then sort of slowed down but you know the power really showed itself there the batting average not not so much there but um you know i i think he could be he could be good if he, he stays on the field um donovan though like not not great numbers uh he was sort of a like a dark horse for a lot of people last year uh and, and i liked him you know and he was going like even cheaper than he was than he is this year um and you know it was unfortunate because he got the injury and and that really that really shut him down and he had a bit of a slow start uh but then really started coming on strong um i i do think that you know there could be a potential there for um maybe not 20 home runs, but like somewhere up in like the 17, 18 range, you know, max for him, you know, give him, give him a double digit stolen base total there. Um, I think he could be like a sneaky cheap, um, you know, bench player for you. Somebody that you, you plug in, you know, with, with injuries and things like that. But I don't think Donovan's really ever going to be like a, a guy that you're plugging in every day and being in, being super excited about but he you know he brings a good batting average too you know good plate approach there so that for a guy who you can plug in from your bench for he's not gonna like he's not gonna kill you in 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 any category all right uh rudy what are your thoughts on these collection yeah of i mean uh right so i'd uh i mean i generally concur i think uh Edmund is is more or less a stolen base only guy. He's a guy I've kind of faded for the last couple of years, and he mm-hmm. he did put up a pretty good year, but it was always like this guy shouldn't be the leadoff hitter. And once you make him the nine hitter, that you're going to lose a lot of value. Um, and I think we saw some of that last year. Um, and now you've got his yeah he was he was locked in at shortstop and now they got Mason Wynn, who I think is going to take over there. So he's going to be more back into the super utility mode. Um, so Edmund's a guy I'm just kind of avoiding. Uh, he is not, and he's not giving you power. Uh, so you're really banking on the speed and I just can get it elsewhere. Um, Gorman is, I mean, I mean, you're combining the, it doesn't seem like a profile that uh, is very sturdy. I mean, I think his batting profile of high K probably, I mean, when you have that high a K and you're being platoon split, you know, you've been protected against lefties. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really bode well. because so he's over the 30% K rate. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a power only, you know, platoon bat. And he could, I mean, like, and yeah, that, that does come down with more reps. So there's potential, but that type also, and then you throw the back in there. I mean, I'm getting flashbacks to Brandon Lau. Um, I think it's Lau, right? 
Lauer, the Tampa Bay guy. Uh, we had this discussion before he came on. Which, which one is it, Joe? Which one Brent, is it? Lau. Yeah. Okay, so he's the he's a. I remember. Um, and yeah, he had that thirty-nine homer year. Right. And then he and he hasn't stayed healthy. Um, you know, it's like I don't know if third basemen are supposed to do that. Um, so it's probably <laughs> another thing I had to Julian as well. He's like the third guy of that archetype, um, where it's. You know, so, but two drafts in, you know, I did doing the, the tarf on um, Sunday and then labor. And I've got two Brent Donovan shares at both around pick 300, one mm-hmm. a little earlier. And yeah, it's like, he's going to be the leadoff hitter. This guy's got a, you know, he's pretty much what, what we had hoped, like what Brandon India, what I'm sorry, um, Jonathan India's. Potential is, you know, high OBP, solid power, a little bit of speed. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the value there. He's got second base and outfield. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unless it's a, you know, a, a week or a half week, if you're playing certain f- sites um, where there's a lot of lefties, I think he will probably head to the bench uh, against like half the lefties. But yeah, no, I think he. I think the stats you quoted are are on. Um, I'm not worried because he's had a lot of time on the an elbow. I'm less worried about shoulder, wrist, oblique. Uh, those would worry me more. Yeah. Um, and it seems like I think he's going to start the year with a good, decent amount of DH. Um. I, yeah, I, I I like him. I mean, I think. I mean. And it's the and he's the kind of player that when you think about like a Nico going to Nico Horner, like Horner is going to get you thirty more stolen bases. You can even you want to say thirty five? I, I won't like argue. I'm not, you know, aside from maybe a little more durability. I don't know if he's getting you that much more than Brendan Donovan in the other four categories. Um, that's and that's just kind of the way I think it's like. So it's like. If I could find a way to get that speed elsewhere, yeah. That and that, I mean, it, it's a pretty harsh thing to think like, okay, I could sacrifice fifteen rounds just to <laughs> just for that one uncorrelated stat. Um, just hope that nobody else figures that out and sneaks them from you. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason for it. I mean, the the, the val- It's not like I don't have them, um, but yeah. So he's someone on my board. I have at two fifty two. Which doesn't sound great, but that would that's like 16th round in 15 teams, 16th, 17th round. Mm-hmm. Um, but his ADP is 330. Yeah, I've got him well ahead of, of of his ADP as well. So yeah, so I mean, he's got so basically, I have him valued similar or just ahead of Julian, um, and not I have Gorman better, but yeah, you've got but he's going 140 picks. <laughs> earlier um mm-hmm. so yeah donovan's a, a nice value play for your mi or you know like that for a, having a bench bat with mi and outfield is nice yes yeah absolutely um so yeah i mean start and then uh but there's all predicate i should say that he's the leadoff hitter and it is a fluid lineup i mean i'm i don't trust uh I t- I'm very probabilistic with lineups, so I don't like any public lineup. 
that is not put out by the team that hasn't, you know, shown itself throughout spring training. I'm very skeptical on. I mean, you just look at the St. Louis lineup and you're like, really? Like I've seen like Newt Bar hitting third and I'm like, I don't, is he, why? <laughs> I don't buy, I don't believe, like Brendan, Don, if he could be third, then why can't Brendan Donovan be the third hitter? Like, so you've got, so this, it's probably a team like now I, I'd like to stockpile it. And if somehow this shakes out and it doesn't shake Donovan's way, okay, I'll move off. Um, yeah. But it, that there's very few teams that I feel have super fluid lineup things, right? There's always a few guys like Horner last year. I kind of felt like I think he locks down leadoff hitter. And that's going to change his projections for the better. Um, but yeah, when you could, but sometimes, but usually there's teams like most of it's figured out. So when it's not, kind of try to, it's a good way to think about in the middle to late rounds. Is there someone like uh, whose whose values a little bit down? Like I mean, let's just say even like Mountcastle. It's like, you know, there's Baltimore's got a good lineup. Like going from four to like Mountcastle might hit cleanup. He might hit sixth or seventh. But if he hits cleanup on that team, yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> like like yeah. and th- th- then you got to think like why why is he getting discounted so much for like a, maybe a bad month or so? Um, yeah. So it, it it's something that goes through my head. But I think instead of thinking of things binary, thinking of them like probabilistically, I'm like. You know, what would it take to get that 18th round, 20th round guy suddenly giving you like eighth round value? Yeah, yeah, good point. Dap, anything to add? Um, well, I mean, last off season, I was beating the drum for uh, Nolan Gorman. Um, you know, Joe, we we yes, talked about were. the fact that he had closed that that big you know hole in his swing, uh, getting those high fastballs. <laughs> And definitely showed out. I mean, you know, he was what very popular waiver wire pick. You know, he, I think he hit uh, close to 13 home runs in the first, you know, up to May. Was hitting 277. Uh, but at that price, like you know, everybody's already said, like I'm I'm out at that price. He drops another maybe two rounds. I'd, I'd probably pick that up. But you know, my my big concern with Edmund is you know it's it's a wrist injury. I, not like he was going to you know hit balls out of the park, but. It seems like uh, anybody having Tommy John that's a hitter, uh, we should not worry about anymore, as Otani and Bryce Harper have shown. Apparently, that gives people power, but wrists still scare the heck out of me. And I think there's just a long history of showing that, uh, you know, uh, anytime there's a wrist injury, that that's worrisome. So if you want me to rank kind of the worry, injury worry, I don't know if that was the original question, it'd be Donovan, Gorman, Edmund, Edmund all day. I'm, I'm freaked out about, you know, that. And that would definitely put him down. And But I wasn't really trying to draft him anyways. Now, Brandon Donovan, <laughs> seems like every year I end up with Donovan. Um, it's just a matter of when in the season I end up with them, and that's when I know how messed up my season is. Like, if, uh, you know, when you're initially sorting by stats, you're like, oh, Brandon Donovan's there, I, I don't need it. But then, you know, he adds another position of eligibility, and then he adds another one, right. and you're like, then you're like, oh, you know what, I, I need to put Brandon Donovan on my team because I lost yeah. 12 players. And that's Best when I'm ball like, leagues, man. He's the king. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely. Uh, but you know, I, 
the thing was is that you know st louis was such a mess last year which is weird because you know by from an organization perspective like atlanta and the cardinals are kind of those safe bets from a fantasy perspective that if they're starting somebody typically there's a reason why they're starting them and it just seemed like they were just trying to fill holes last year and nobody was really performing well um but again I'm, i'm kind of out on all three of these guys for various reasons right gorman because the price is too high Donovan, because he's always the bellwether for whether or not my team's sucking. Uh, so that's just a personal thing. Uh, Donovan's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's always, if I have to have Donovan, in my team, Donovan. Too, yeah, that, uh, that's <laughs> Donovan's fault. If my team sucks, uh, but at Edmund, the wrist injury and, you know, uh, one-sided kind of, you know, stolen bases, I get that elsewhere, but yeah, uh, de- definitely. God, I, I hope the Cardinals pick it up. Um, it's just it's it's hard for from a fantasy perspective to see that team kind of um, hit, hit the skids like it has. All right, all right. All right well, let's finish out the second base position here uh, with our favorite late round sleeper picks for the position. Um, Rudy, we will start with you. So um, I think this guy's uh, definitely knocked down a bit for recent injuries. But uh, Jorge Polanco has been really good the last two years. Um, I mean, incredible, I think, two years ago. Had an amazing second half. Um, I only remember, I picked him up in one league. That was kind of a zombie team, but at least uh, he he animated it mildly. Um, you know, goes to Seattle. I, I mean, I like the lineup. You know, we weren't counting on him for superpower anyway. I mean, I don't think he had the one year he had of the power, but he's, he's kind of a, a solid five category play. Uh, he's not going to, so he's not going to hurt you anywhere. Um, I think it's just a matter of health. Um, it is, a, I mean, that, that's probably another team where uh, some of the lineup parts are fluid. I mean, we, uh, I mean, so like JP Crawford isn't, locked in the fur he's not that good to, to lock him in as the definite number one guy it's kind of you're building around julio it's julio and uh a whole bunch of deck chairs and uh so polanco is, could be middle of the lineup could be lead off um all good to be third right now i mean right but as i said like so yeah but but you look at the rest of the team and you're like you know they don't have a third baseman right now. I mean, right now I see Josh Rojas as the as the placeholder. Uh, I mean, guys like Luke Raley, Hanniger, Ty. I mean, Ty France really, um, you know, fell off last year. So yeah, I look at this team. I'm like, yeah, Polanco, and we've seen Polanco basically put together good, like you know, I'd say like tenth round numbers at least. Um, so. Yeah, I'd pick uh, right now his ADP is like around 250, 260. Yeah, I mean, reaching a round or two from there. So that'd be like 13th, 14th round in 15 team. Yeah, if I needed, uh, if, I, if I didn't have a second base, I'm definitely taking him. And I, I like him for MI and it uh, there as well. I haven't taken him yet, but when he get, let's say when he goes off the board, I've, I've kind of winced. I'd be like, oh. That's that's when you know uh, either uh, you're 
you're not you're not good at fantasy. But there's like guy like oh man, I can't believe you took that guy. Like everyone who overreacts, it's like no, there was a good chance he was going to go around then, and maybe maybe you have to wear it on your sleeve, my man, just or woman, just. But um, yeah, that uh, but I will say Polanco is one of us. Like that feels too late. And so yeah, that and you you put that mental note, yeah, that you try to put for the next draft. It's like I gotta pay attention where Polanco's going, and yeah, maybe reverse. Yeah, maybe maybe I don't take a second baseman if if there's two people that are close in the sixth round in order to take advantage of that. Um, there we go. All right, Joe. What do you like? Uh, yeah, so I'm going with a guy that uh, it would have been Brendan Donovan, but we already we already talked about him, so I felt like I had to pick somebody different. Uh, but somebody you already mentioned, Rudy, is uh, Brendan Lau. Um, I know the injury concerns are there. Obviously, Polanco's got the same thing, but I mean, like this guy's going dirt cheap in drafts. I mean, like around yep. 300, if not later. Uh, he's got power. Batting average is going to be a struggle for him. But I mean, if this guy could stay healthy, man, we're talking 30 home run power, up, I think pretty easily. So, I mean, that that's going to be pretty nice uh, for where you can get him in drafts. But we're talking about fluid lineups, yeah. man, Tampa. <laughs> right. That, but that's, but, that's but, the one thing you yeah. got to worry about. But Right. But that that's the one where if like, yeah, if, if you know, it, it's hard to say. Is Gorman demonstrably better? Like if you could wait a couple rounds and take Lau, uh, I would take Lau over Gorman. If right. I had a choice between those two, yeah, yeah, all day. But yeah. Right. So it's it's just with ADP, yeah. That if you know, but like or and I mean, you can yeah, rate, I mean, wait. And he's after Julian rounds. Right. Yeah. So he's it's, after, it's like a hundred picks between these two on average right now, almost. Uh, and well, in, in the NFBC one last two weeks, it's eighty. Um, okay. But yeah, that's like five rounds. Yeah, and yeah, nice. that's the difference between having like, you know, a much better SP four. You know, like it's yeah. it's it's def. I mean, that's definitely a way to yeah. think that. Yeah, when you're, you know, so Gorman, you're paying a little bit more for the injury risk, thirty homer, platoon second baseman. Wow, why don't you just just. Call him out. I mean, just tell him what he tell me, tell me how you yeah, feel about it. It's not, I mean, the Gorman price isn't bad. It's <laughs> it's that's the thing. It's all it's all about like vegetarian it's, eats kale. Like. It's like Chris Rock said, it's all about options. <laughs> and yeah, so there's just that there's other options. Um and I mean I think there's there's always some position, whether maybe that means that you don't have to have as bad of a catcher. Right. But but I mean, the middle rounds, it there is just a point where you look at the draft board and be like, <sighs> and you just take a deep breath. And you're like, yeah, there's no, th- this is all darts. Yeah. And Absolutely. so, but yeah, so it's it's a really important that that you know for for me for 15 team that picks 11 to 20, you've got to get guys that end up. You know, you want like four or five guys that make it to the end of the season for you on your roster. Um, exactly. So, with that importance, yeah, if I could, if I could push one gamble, oh, I did oh. not. Do that. I swear to God, I did not do that purpose. <laughs> yes, he totally did. He saw the sparkle uh, in no, his I, eyes as the word came out my mouth. I was like, oh. but um, 
<laughs> but yeah, like I'm basically looking for any way to like. Hey, Mike, remember we wanted timestamps for good clips of the show? That right there. We got it. Oh. <laughs> oh, he gets a percentage of every video take that says his name. Man, that, that's like a, that was like a Ron Burgundy moment. It's my <laughs> own stupid time. We got AJ calling himself out in a question that he didn't know was there. I was just like, I'm just going to read it. You just read know. it anyway. <laughs> All right, Dad, well, I was trying to like think in my head, <laughs> is AJ short for something else? That's not oh my me. God. It's like, no. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to tell right, you mine. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't, mine's not much of a gamble. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, no, so uh, David Schneider, look, um, David Schneider, this is the year that the Blue Jays give up on Kevin Biggio. And they put him out to pasture. They they take him out to picnic. They let the back door open. They go, run out, Kevin. We'll be right there. And they close the door and they take off. Um, there's just no reason why Kevin Biggio should be getting at-bats. And the only reason why David Schneider ended up on this kind of this skit at the end of the year it's because they kept messing with his playing time for no reason other than to put Kevin Biggio in and just to have him suck. I mean, the thing is, he came out and had a 252 WRC plus in his first 100 major league uh, plate appearances. The guy was insane. We highlighted him, I think, in three uh, waiver wires in a row. He just, if you weren't picking him up, it was just nuts. And the only reason I just kind of saw that he started hit, other than, of course, the pitcher started to adjust a little to him were two reasons. One, he had the highest percentage of out of the zone pitches called strikes. So pitches that weren't actually strikes. Uh, 9.2%. Uh, he was highest numbers. It was nuts. The second reason is that you didn't know when he was playing. And yes, we talked about playing time being a thing, but at pick 400 something, I think his ADP is way in the 400s. This is a great dart throw. This is a great, you know, and just to see what's kind of going on. He's, he's a legit player. He has a great discernible eye. He's not swinging at everything. He has one of the lowest chase rates. The fact, the thing is, is the Blue Jays just, I, I don't know if Kevin Biggio has blackmail on the GM. I don't know what's going on there, but there's no reason whatsoever that Biggio should be playing. They're uh, playing uh, Schneider right now at both second and left field um, and hopefully making him, giving him more at-bats. Uh, but it, it, it's David because, Schneider is huge. It's because Toronto loves Nepo babies. <laughs> they do. Yeah. He just walks in and says, "Hey, do you guys remember my dad? He was pretty good. I think yeah. I could be him." Uh, yeah, so after they're, the, after like, after they're like, "Oh yeah, all right, you can have after a the six, Yeah, after the sixth <laughs> year, I, I swear this time I'm gonna be better, guys. I'm gonna be better this time. <laughs> yeah, but oh god, I um yeah. Anyways, uh, he's definitely gonna be a guy. If David Schneider starts picking up, you know, four or five starts a week, you all day, all day. He's uh he should be. He'll definitely be a top 200 ADP guy. Yeah, so speaking of reading the teleprompter here, it's Davis Schneider. Uh, yep. So that's two strikes on the, uh, the oh, slide there for, Stupid slide. Ugh. for Mr. Bond here. Yeah. Um, and it's also, they have a pretty, they don't really have a third baseman either. So yeah. he might get you second, third at some point in the year. I mean, yeah, but Look, Kevin, I, I Kevin's mean, got that, would that be third horrible. base eligibility, so... Ever since Ben Zobrist went away from me, I've been looking for my my next Ben Zobrist. All, All right, right. Andrew, who, so who you got, man? Last last guy here is uh, 
going with the the fresh signing, Mr. Whit Merrifield. Yeah, it's a bit of a homer pick, but Whit burned me a couple years ago, and I was very angry about it, um, specifically at him uh, for doing so. But he's been a solid talent throughout his career. He's got speed. He's got good average. He can hit the ball. He gets on base. He's he's a good defender. He's he's got speed in the outfield. Um, and this is all things that Philly needs. I mean, he signed an eight million dollar contract for one year with a an eight million second year option for twenty five. He came to Philly because he wants to win. So, you know, he he said it himself. He's already done everything else. Now I want to win. Now playing time, you know, could be a little sporadic here and there, but we'll see what happens. You know, Brandon Marsh is injured. Um, you know, dealing with an injury. So he may start off slow out of the gates. Uh, Johan Rojas, who was crazy exposed for how bad of a hitter he was, um, and he was only in for defense, was clearly shown in the uh, NLCS. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Witt get plenty of playing time, and he, he can plug and play all over the diamond. So uh, I, I like him as a late-round flyer. And if some other injuries occur, which I hope they don't, he could be the benefactor in getting more playing time. So, all right, that wraps up second base. Let's try to speed through third base here a little bit quicker. Um, start off with Mr. Jose Ramirez. Uh, currently, J Rams sitting at an ADP of 14. Basically puts him outside of the first round for your standard 10 to 12 team leagues and just about out in 14 teamers. So, Rudy, do you currently have him outside of the first as well, or do you still believe he's he's a legit first round pick or can bring back that value for you? I mean, I think I think he's a guy at the turn in fifteen team, uh, twelve team, you know, more of a second rounder. Um, but I think the the market was too high on him last year. Yeah. That to me, like you know, he was never gonna do what we saw like Horner do. And really take advantage of the stolen base role. He's too old, and he's too valuable. And he's just too many miles. Um, but he put that's a a really good line he's got there. I mean, it was, the the lineup definitely let him down, probably in opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. And it's probably not gonna not keep it's gonna let him down again, I guess. Um, but yeah, he gives you really good value, and he's giving you stolen bases that. You, you know, if, if it weren't for that, I'd rather have Riley or Devers. Um, but yeah, I could see I could see putting them in, you know, having them on some teams just to make sure you get out of the first two rounds without uh, being too low on stolen bases. All right, what you got, Dap? You know, there's talk about him hitting second. Um, you know, this year. Uh, you know, but like like Rudy said, you know, it's the rest of the lineup there. I mean, you know, he can pop you twenty five home runs, great. If he gets you, you know, twenty stolen bases, stolen bases are pretty cheap nowadays. But I mean, it's still a great line. It's just gonna be a matter of where I'm having to draft them and what's going to be the construct of my team. But I mean, Jose Ramirez, I'm, I'm, until the guy's wheels fall off, like he's still pretty awesome and he's never let me down, except for that one time he. Told me he's going to show up at my house for my birthday, and he never did. But other than that, he's been awesome. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Like, he's outside the first round in in, in your standard 10, 12 leagues now. Um, But, I mean, he's going to be reliable. I mean, last year, I mean, you got to remember, like, I mean, you guys have already said it. The lineup roundup was horrible. They had a WRC, a team WRC plus of 92. That's that's not good. Uh, So, uh, and and he started off slow himself, coming off uh, the thumb, uh, the UCL injury in the thumb or whatever it was. And, And so... He, you know, he hit just six home runs in the first two months of the season and still finished with 24. So, like, I think he's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think stolen bases might be right, right around where we're going to get get right now. So you're not going to expect much more there, but maybe the rest of the numbers tick up just slightly. Um, but he's going to be he's going to be just fine. <laughs> All right. OK, next up, we've got. A couple of rookies here. We kind of touched on one of them, Mr. Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, the other one was actually last year's rookie of the year, and that's Mr. Gunnar Henderson. Um, both of them have, you know, pretty similar ADPs. You got Gunnar sitting at 33.2 um, and Ellie at 39.4 coming into this year. So, Joe, I'll start with you on this one. Are you worried either of these young stars are going to fall victim to the dreaded sophomore slump, or are you just targeting them at their current cost? If you're targeting (laughs) So I don't really think either one of them is going to have a sophomore slump per se. Uh, Gunner had enough, I think, um, in his first cup of coffee up that I, I don't like last year was weird to still call him a rookie in my opinion he had a lot yeah. of playing time he was like right there <laughs> um but still like i think gunner henderson is what we see here now it's weird so like before last season right i remember saying lots and lots and lots of times like we had this massive gap right it was like the first six right stopped with bregman right and then it was like two rounds and then it was like everybody panicked it was like oh man i gotta get gunner henderson but then it was like four rounds later, and you could get like Max Muncy and the rest of the third base. And and like, yeah, Max Muncy destroyed you in batting average, but you know, he still did Max Muncy things, right? And so it was like I was not paying up for Gunnar Henderson, a guy who kind of didn't I don't know, didn't really flash. Now, last year, like I through May, man, I looked like a genius. <laughs> and then it was like, oh. Yeah, Gunnar Henderson decided to let, remind everybody why he was such a touted prospect. Hitting 23 home runs, you know, from June on. Um, you know, he he had a 52% hard hit rate. Like that's just unreal. Um, he he was just like he just flipped the switch, man. It was, it was like amazing. Um, but I still think he kind of profiles as like a you know mid 25 you know mid 20 home runs to like high 20s home run guy a decent batting average you know i don't think it's gonna be upwards of where he was the you know a 276 batting average um the rest of the season from june on when he finally flipped the switch but i don't think it's gonna be as bad as he was early on so it's gonna be somewhere in the middle but paying like upwards in the 30s for him i think is a little bit of an overpay here um and 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 on dela cruz like he's another guy, man. He came out like even more on fire than M- Matt McClain did. Right. And I mean, he was the guy, like everybody wanted to turn on the TV and see it. He was amazing. The first couple of the first few weeks, man, with him, like the first month was just unreal. 
Um, month of June, he hit 307, you know, three home runs, stole nine bases. You were like, oh man, this guy's like the next real superstar. Oof. 191 batting average the rest of the way, 33% K rate. Power and speed were still there because he's just talented. Like when he hit the ball, like it it went. But that worries me with him. And not that I think there's going to be much of a sophomore slump because he already hit 235, and that's kind of already bad. Uh, but I don't know, like, unless he really makes a lot of adjustments, I don't know if it's worth paying up for the potential for him yet. Like, he's kind of a guy that I'm like definitely afraid to to draft at his ADP. Yeah. All right. Rudy, anything to add for these two? Or thoughts on either of them? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I'm out on Ellie at ADP. I think you're going to be starting with, um, I mean, he, he didn't show the, he has plus power. He did not show it in terms of home runs. So what he did show is he stole a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He's not going to help. He's going to be bad in average. And I don't think he's going to be that good be partially because of average, partially because of homers, partially because of lineup position. I don't think he's going to be that great on counting stats. Mm-hmm. So I just look at it that uh, maybe if he had shown like crazy power as well, I could talk myself into like third or fourth round. But at current price, you know, twenty pick 25, I'm definitely out. Um, with Gunnar Henderson, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. He's, he's good. I, I think uh, average will probably be the part that he probably gives the le- average stolen bases. He's f- just fine. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, I think the value is not bad. Just don't – I think he needs to fall a little bit. I have him at like 40. So if in a league and he fell, I could see doing it, especially if I didn't get a shortstop or third base on the uh, in the first two picks. But not a uh, – right now, I wouldn't call – neither are targets. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer no. on Ellie. But. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking Ellie first overall. And then with Gunner, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean – It's your fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I, I think the thing is, it's just, uh, it's one of those things that I, I want to watch Ellie play. I don't want Ellie on my team uh, at that price. And Gunner, I mean, if I had to read one more article in those first two months where it's like, uh, the Orioles aren't worried about Gunner, you know, because he's doing quality at bats and he's not worried about his slump. I was, I was just like, kill me. Right. But at the same time, he showed that he was awesome. Of course, you're worried about the ballpark, but he showed that he's just way too talented. Um, like these guys are awesome. Um, I just it's one of those things where you you're gonna be a good fantasy player, just like in poker. You have to separate yourself from what it is. Like, oh, I have pocket kings, but it looks like there's you know three aces on the flop. That it's kind of worthless. These guys are awesome, but at the price that I I'm out um, at that price. Yeah, yeah, I agree on Ellie. I I can't. I can't dive in on that. I'll let somebody else do it and then let somebody who I want hopefully continue to fall to me. So Gunner, I may be, you know, it depends on the draft and where he falls, but I'd be. I just feel safe. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what it yeah. is. Like he's, he's not gonna, you know, I, I, I still think it's Rudy makes me feel it's safe early, but, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I I'd be more comfortable taking him where he is versus Ellie, for sure. So, 
Right. I guess, I mean, a question for him I'd throw out is that, like, I mean, I mean, where's, like, Corey Seager has completely proven he's an elite bat and that you could throw in average, right? So if we didn't talk about stolen bases, mm-hmm. Corey Seager's better than Gunnar Henderson right now. Is that a... Oh, yeah. 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 Right? I mean, yeah. and they're going at the same price. So um, then now you're adding a groin injury to, to Seager. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. But, but I mean, I think that, help. that, that, that certainly is taken a little bit off. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy I've gotten in both my drafts in the third round is a uh, CJ Abrams. And, uh, and that gives me the, not that he doesn't have risk in him as well, but yeah. I, I think, I think I you're looking like at, himself. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're looking at, um, you might be looking at like, Next year would be the year you'd kind of want Ellie. <laughs> that you could you could almost picture a year where Ellie De La Cruz has a pretty poor first half, starts figuring things out in the second half, and then you're like, and then somehow just the stink of the first half puts him in the third round. Next yeah, it's all the people that overdrafted him this year they got burned, right. you know, yeah. because he didn't start off well. That are like I'll never draft him again. Right. right. So it's like, <laughs> and yeah, so then you get and, a discount. <laughs> right. So like, I mean, I, I didn't picture it going into last weekend. I'd have like two for two on Abrams, and you start looking like this guy's as good a bet for fifty plus stolen bases as anyone. I I love Abrams. Yeah. This so, year, but and that I mean, so I think that that's just the way to like. It's nothing bad to say about Gunnar Henderson. Um, I mean, except for the name, which. Is very makes me think of the band Nelson. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, that I mean, if he keeps name, growing that hair out, you know, right? Don't be right there. I mean, I forgot the other Nelson. I forgot what is Gunner and I don't remember the other Nelson. I just know, I just know that they had the love and affection song, and um, yeah. But but that that's just like if if those guys in the first three rounds, it's like. I probably want if like a Corey Seager never he peaked around that mid to late second round because he you know because he had this you know he never gave you stolen bases and maybe you know like so I look at Cutter Henderson I'm like yeah he's getting picked around the second end of second round in fifteen team that feels like he's not he shouldn't be there yet yeah um, and yeah the Ellie is just that's that's just hype. Yeah, if there's one <laughs> tip I can, right. There's one tip I can give is that it's like we naturally bias towards we not me. So it's the the, the oh my projected weight uh to uh homers and stolen bases over the other Who three. was the red like was it was a red, right? It's like 3 years ago that like came up and was lights out and then everybody got excited he didn't get drafted quite as high as Cruz, but i'm trying to think of his name now is a, a pirate no it was a Cincinnati red oh red uh it wasn't uh, willie mopane outfielder i think it was an outfielder oh, Ar- aristotus or something that guy talking about not a, uh what willie uh Oh my gosh, that's gonna I had him on a on a dynasty team. I, I was able to snatch him out because nobody had him. And like, well, it was like a keeper league, but right. and uh 
yeah, it definitely his last name started with an A. Or like, um, you're, you're close, AJ. But yeah, yeah I just remember that guy. He was he came up and he just mashed the car. Oh, it was like ball. every day. It was like home run in the um, stall base, like every day. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that. And then the guy was just garbage. Not that I think yeah. Cruz is going to be that. No, but, I, I, I um, really. I mean, I had a lot of him last year in like you know whether it be stashed in a, in a deeper format or picked up off waivers in the leagues that somehow I could get them. Um, and yeah, I mean like that, his floor last year still was pretty damn good. <laughs> you know, the yeah. um, it's just saying, yeah, at, at for a second round. Yeah. Like he's not going to, he's not particularly good in three of the five categories uh, and power and speed. I could find out. That's his name. Yeah, Aristides. Oh, Albert. No, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, remember how good he was? Yeah, yeah. no, I think I picked him up. I was like, yeah, man, this guy's taking it. He got drafted so high the next year. I just totally remember that. I was all in, dude. I loved it. And then yeah, so I think it's it's a total kind of upside play. I get it. There's just so few cases, I think, where really leagues were won by being that bold. Yeah. Right. Like, like I can't think of, and I feel like where, yeah, like I'd say like a CJ Abrams would be like a calculated bold. Like it's definitely that you're not, you, you'd like to mix and match with maybe a boring guy. I think I got Machado in one draft. Like, okay. Yeah. Abrams Machado. That feels like the right amount of like safe and, uh, and kind of upside play. Yeah, but it, no, I like I had that would be an awesome pair. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, that's just the way I'm thinking. So I think, uh, and I, I think, and yeah, I think there was a note. I think it was Dapse from last year on third base. Um, there's just no need to panic on this position. There are players throughout the draft. Um, it might be something where if you, you know, like, like I don't even think it tears quite as dramatically as last year. Yeah. Um, but to be honest. I don't have it tearing that much. When I look at ADP, it yeah, clearly this is does. The top 10. There's a lot of dudes in the top hundred. This doesn't even have them all. Like I didn't like, but, but it's, it's a weird one where like, it looks like there's like a cliff right now with steer and Arenado and like pick a hundred and then bomb goes one sixty, and that's, and you know, Cabrian goes like mm-hmm. one eighty. Marte goes one seventy. Okay. Jung goes, uh, yeah, last 26. year was different. Last year it was like the first six, which ended with Bregman last it felt year, like a were all within cliff. like the first 50, maybe the first was, 40. Right. And then it was like 20, 25 picks later, Henderson. And then it was like 20, 25, maybe 30 picks later, if not more. And it was like Muncie and right. Ed and everybody else. But everybody was so terrified. To go that deep, that's why everybody was like, "Oh, you gotta go reach for third base." I think that ended up being a mistake. (laughs) I think it. I mean, I mean, there's there was enough guys came up. I mean, like Josh Jung had that really good year. Jake Berger was a Mm -hmm. a waiver guy. Spencer Steer either waiver or a late pick. Shadowing. Brent Gifo had a a pretty good, a really good second half. Bomb came back pretty well. Paredes. Um, yeah, Muncie was fine. Candelario, like you just kind of go through it. You're like, it's yeah, it's fine. And it, 
and you know that you know CI will get a bunch of first base, so the depth won't be as tested. And stuff. I I think a lot of I think a lot of what people do is they look at like Devers, Riley, like the top oh, guys, and then they try to compare it with who they get it like you know third base right. 12 and they're like my third base sucks and you're like no he doesn't because you have an elite outfield or two or right. a first base and a second base who are elite like you're fine yeah. just relax you built your team the way it's supposed to perform yeah so, so, there, so there's build... right and and it's the guys like kim that yeah you know, like you like he was on one of my 12 teams like so it's just i got eight or nine teams so it's inevitable but like i don't even remember how we got him you know like it was <laughs> yeah it was like that random week where he just seemed to be the best available and i don't know if we patched him into mi or third base or whatnot you know like it's just knowing that it happens. Yeah, you're gonna be able to fill this stuff mm-hmm. so there's just no reason to panic um you know like i i just focus more on uh the categories um and that's so i do think yeah uh, we were talking before, like, yeah, I think Steer feels like the w- Steer is the one guy in that middle range that feels like an overdraft. A um, little bit. Yet, yeah. A, when you get like uh, Yandy and, and Jung oh, and, and Baum. Great, and, I mean, Yandy's, Yandy is real. Well, he's not third base this year, at least in. Uh, uh, Fantasy Pro still has him listed as, as, as third base. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're probably right. In some format. They might not have updated it on because some of the sites still might have him there. You're right, right, though. Right. So there, I mean, the, the other guy, I don't know if he was on. Yeah, he's definitely on this list. Uh, yeah, I mean, like guys like Bregman is a nice value. Machado's good. Um, Arenado's even for where he's going, he's yep. fairly priced, right? He's, yeah, because he's such a 2590 guy. Um, yeah. yeah. The guy that jumps out to me, like I'm not <clears throat> getting besides Ellie. Um, is uh Royce Lewis. Yeah. He's another risky like eh, not there yet. <laughs> I mean he yeah. I don't believe well I don't, I just don't think he's going to steal. Um and yeah, so I take that out. Yeah, I mean I think he he looked really good last year. I'm not convinced he's like I don't know, I'm not that convinced he's going to be that much better than uh you know, a few of the other guys. I, I think I'd I'd rather have Machado or Bregman. Yeah. yeah. It's um, funny though, like I when I was writing the third base, you know, article that I did over for the site, like I was trying to talk and be like, oh yeah, but then like some of the guys ahead of him will be able to steal more. And I started looking and being like, actually, not really. <laughs> like outside of Ramirez, like not a lot of dudes at the very top run a lot in this position. So like there's not a lot of speed to be yeah. found at third base, not like some of the other positions yeah. at least. Right. Yeah. No, I could. I see it. So I mean, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of caught me off guard. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but. speaking of uh, Arenado here, so if we take out the the 2020 COVID shortened season, um, which I did, basically, <laughs> what's that? Which I did on the screen. <laughs> Fantastic. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I mean, Arenado stole his RBI total dip below 100 for the first time in seven full seasons again taking out 2020 um his homers and his runs totals have all seen steady declines uh, over the past few years as well so now that arenado is entering his age 33 season um 
this year for 24. He'll be 33 in April. Um, is his current ADP of 82.2 too high for the assumed drop in, in overall production, or is he worth taking in the late sixth, early seventh round? That, what do you think? Man, I don't know. Uh, it's just, if he felt, it felt like the people that were old last season in St. Louis got really old, really fast. Um, it was like the opposite of, you know, Gatorade is what, you know, uh, Electrolytes is what plants crave. Like it was like, you know, old people is what, you know, the Cardinals crave. I, yes, from, I know what Rudy's going to say. Yes, from a numbers perspective, you know, he's showing you a lot of good stuff. From a sheer gambling perspective, haha. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, with this one. <laughs> I, 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 I got four there. Uh, you opened up the door for that one, Rudy. Yeah. Oh. I, I just, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, like, I don't feel comfortable with it. It just, it just feels like the wheels are coming off. There. Um, yeah, in St. Louis, it just, I don't know. Um, I, I, I want to, but again, from a purely non-feelings perspective, yeah. Look, it, it, if you could be, or Arenado's a stud, Hall of Famer, awesome. He's gonna do great. But every, you know, the the player in me, I'm trying to avoid where he's at unless I'm getting about two rounds later than where he is. All right, Joe. Yeah, I, I have. I'm having a tough time analyzing Arenado and really getting a feel for for who he is at this point in his career. You know, I feel like we did a lot of the same analysis with Goldschmidt a few years ago. We were we were all going, "Oh man, all right, now's the decline." And then Goldschmidt was like, "Boom, I'm back. Screw all y'all." Like. <laughs> Could we do the exact same thing with Arenado this year? Absolutely. Because I think he's that good of a player. We've seen it throughout his career. But at the same time, he'll be 33. Um, you know, he plays that third base position, which can, you know, make somebody feel pretty old pretty fast sometimes. And uh it's it's rough defensively. So maybe that's playing a toll. You know, we I think we we said it during the second base preview when we talked about all the Cardinals. They were an absolute disaster last year all around. So like that obviously played a part in it too. Everybody was bad for that team, like underperformed. And so I'm expecting a bounce back kind of from everybody. But what does that really mean? I mean, his batting average dropped pretty significantly from 2022. In 2021, it wasn't great either, right? And so he had a huge bounce back in 2022, but then it dropped back again last season. So two out of three years it hasn't been good in in st louis uh and then the power is dropping each year with it it's like ah, man just something doesn't feel right so I, i'm kind of with you that like i'm sort of like man like if i'm really stuck and there's nobody else there in the draft like fine i'll take him i think he's not gonna like destroy me but it's i feel like there's just gonna be like people that pass him again this year yeah so, no I don't. I don't have the arguments on there. I mean, I. I it's fine. On in NFBC, he's going at a pick a hundred. So I'm. So on mine, I, I'm like at ninety. So I'm kind of in the middle of the two. Yeah. But uh, man, that that's probably a part of the draft where I probably want a closer or a starting pitcher. So I. I. I've. Ne I have. I don't think I've ever 
had Arenado on a team. Like he's been in this weird range where it's like I don't want what he's either. I think he's overpriced or uh, I, I haven't wanted that position there. Um, so yeah, I'd rather wait a couple rounds. Get uh, even though I don't yeah necessarily love some of the values. I'd rather have Jung or Berger at a cheaper price. And 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 they're like younger. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're you get you can get that middle of the lineup power third base and yeah, I don't I think, I think what you're, I think what you're saying on this stuff's all good. Know. It's like third third base third base is definitely one position like a, a second base. It, it historically guys fall off a cliff. Yeah. That it, that it's like a guy's going along like this, and then like, yeah, a, you know, he has like a, a pretty off year. Somehow the con toward the end of a contract, and then before you know it, like Arenado's. I mean, I doubt he'll be a starter in the league at thirty six. You heard it here yeah. first, people. Right. Rudy has called out that Nolan Arenado yes. will be officially leaving the league at thirty six. He won't retire. I know he, he'll, he'll be, be a starter, he'll, but he'll be put out. He'll be put out the pasture. It's okay. But it, yeah. but, use those words. But they'll be clapping, and the best fans in the world will definitely give him a nice standoff. But will you be singing "Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection" by Gunner and Matthew Nelson? Matthew, it's such a basic name. How do you have twins and then name one Gunner? And then we're like, look oh, <laughs> well, because the first one's like Gunner, and they're like, oh, we got one more. Oh, because the first one shot right out. The uh, second oh, one no. was a little wow. bit of a boring. Taken. Wow. Nobody. What happens when we're at the hour so, twenty-five minute mark? I, we get, we get those know. jokes from AJ. I don't know which one was born first and what the difference was between the uh, actual minutes of birth. Anyway, let's close things out here with our late round sleeper picks for the third base position. Joseph, we will start with you again. Wait, what? No, start with Rudy. Late. Right? No, we started with you. Oh, yeah, sorry. Rudy. I was like, I nope, I, we I, didn't. I oh, no. <laughs> you want me? I, I get started. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, okay. sorry. So, I mean, you got, you, I, I will say that the second base picks you guys made we're definitely deeper, and I, I. But I both agree. I like both the second base one. So, I'm probably a little not. I probably should have got, dug deeper on this one too. Oh, but, you're uh, fine. <laughs> but you uh, Michael, Gar- Michael Garcia on Kansas oh, wow. City. Right. Um, okay. You know, it's a rare deep third base speed play. Um, I'm just constantly bearish on the Kansas City offense. It just it's not a good park. They don't have probably plus talent let's just say um so yeah the counting stats aren't going to be there he's not not a great on power source but i mean a 40 i mean he has the potential to go like 35 40 stolen bases with a, a tolerable average and thus if hitting leadoff decent runs um so i don't hate it you know that would be a it's not how it would build a team but there's very f- i don't think there's a lot of tolerable outs if you're low on speed there's the there's- uh the ring of endorsement from rudy i don't hate it 
<laughs> it, I mean, that, that's about it when when you're like, because no, I'm thinking of it. As, I get it. Well, I no, get when it. you say late round third base targets, it's like you either have to be like, I'm psyched about this pick. Or you're just kind of like couching it in like, man, you waited. It doesn't suck. Round. <laughs> like, yeah. well, basically, yeah, once. So if you think of it as like, I mean, for 12 team, yeah, you're going di- deeper. At some point in the draft, you're going. As oh, it gets ugly. Worst case, well, no, like, yeah, the, the worst case is that guy that just zombies on your team all year. But th- it's like Mikel Gasir, you're like, oh, I'm gonna if I draft today and I pick him, he might not be on my, he might be off the team on the first waivers. If worst so, case is you draft Anthony Rendon and he plays well, 60 games this year because he just doesn't want to. Yeah. Play anymore. Well, right. No, that's that's true. <laughs> but that's just a bad pick right there. So I, I just I, it's like so I think the good thing with Garcia at least is that uh y- you know, like if he's not the leadoff hitter on an opening day, or let's just say the first two days, he'll be generous. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Um yeah. and then and you know what? There's <clears throat> gonna be some third baseman that increased value at the same time, like some and I won't say names because yeah, I don't want to guess your guys, um, but uh, yeah, there'll be other guys. But uh, you know, for a late, latest pick, if you're, if you need speed and you've you've already got your power, I'd put them on the I'd put them on the uh, emergency list, your Plan C list. All right, hey, Joe. Right. I'm Joe. up next now here. I'm going to go with Kibrian Hayes. Um, I don't know why like I can't quit this guy. I feel like it's it going to happen, right? And I mean, we kind of saw it last year, right? So first half was, was pretty mediocre. Um, but then the second half, man, really, really turned things around, made adjustments in his swing. Improved his average from 252 to 299. Hit uh, 10 home runs in the second half compared to five in the first half in um, almost 90. What is that? 86 less at bats. So pretty significant there. The weird thing is, is that in the first half he had five stolen or nine stolen bases, and then in the second half he only had one. So it's like, can you just put it all together? That's what we want. Please just put it all together, man. Give us that 15, 15, that 20, 20 season. That's what everybody is hoping from this guy. And I think the potential is there and he's cheap enough that why not take a shot on it? Um, you know, but he could be another kind of Brendan Donovan type where he just kind of chips in a little bit everywhere and but doesn't like wow you anywhere either. So I don't know. Again, it doesn't suck. <laughs> all right that yeah so there is some guy on our show today that oh uh rudy that uh called out my pick uh, about 12 times so i'm kind of pissed about that thanks a lot rudy uh oh. but uh mr burger himself yeah, Jake burger yeah um so a couple things here when he first moved to miami i was a little concerned just from the fact that uh you know um char white Sox play in a much right more right field friendly park. Uh, but what happened was that this guy went to Miami and dropped his K rate by almost 10%. Um, he has legitimate power, 30 plus home runs. He's not going to be a 300 hitter, but 275. 
And, you know, we're talking about people that we're legitimately excited about. If I end up with Berger at his current ADP, which is close to 200, it's like 175, 180. I would be legitimately happy about that. Uh, you know, if, if especially the, knowing that he's going to play every day in the Miami lineup. Um, and if he continues kind of showing those additional strides, positive strides forward, um, I don't think this is a bad hit. I mean, you're going to have to make a couple of choices at a starter that you're going to have to make kind of a that stretch pick and, and Jake Berger is to me, the safest riskiest pick that you can make uh, in, in these lower ADPs. Yeah. All right. So the guy I got here is Mr. Ryan McMahon of Colorado Rockies. Uh, McMahon is probably going to hit fifth in this order. So, you know, some of the at-bats may tail off a little bit there. But, I mean, you're looking at a guy who's basically free in drafts, you know, for standard standard league drafts. Um, you know, his ADP is right around 300 on Fantasy Pros right now. Uh, last year he had 627 plate appearances, 23 homers, 80 runs, 70 ribbies, and he chips in five stolen bases. Um, now the thing that was worrisome is that his K rate went up to, uh, almost 32% last year where it was back down at 20, 25 ish, 26 and change, um, you know, in 21 and 22 respectively, um, his ISO is, is solid. You know, he's 50 points above league average, which is around 140. Um, he had a 191 last year. It was down in, in 2022, but it was back at 195 in 21. So you know the power's there. Um, you know, and finding late power, like I talked about earlier, is is what you can always do. There, there's guys like this, and he's going to be an everyday player too, uh, or near everyday player. Um, he's played over 150 games the last three seasons straight. So you, you gotta love that. And, and now that I've said it, he will probably be injured on week <laughs> two. Um, so maybe look, look somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so McMahon, McMahon's un- a undraftable. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AJ curse has been dropped. Stamped. So, <laughs> so. Anyway, all right. So, <clears throat> give me. So that is it for the uh, second base and third base uh, draft strategy preview show, whatever we're calling it here. Um, Rudy, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Um, great, great conversation as always. Love having you here. Uh, before uh, we let you go, just let everybody know what you got going on this uh, this wonderful baseball season. Yeah, I mean we're deep in pre deep in uh, draft season, so you know uh, we're selling our season long subscriptions that come with free draft rooms. So that's recommended uh, as a compliment to uh, your fine offerings. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise just tweeting at Rudy Gamble. And it is worth every every reading every single one of those. They they are funny. So um, that and the Rasball, oh, uh, you guys are good. So. All right, Rudy. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, man. And we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, thanks. All right, thanks, Rudy. Take All care, right. man. See ya.
Alrighty, guys. Uh, I think that's it for the show. Unless uh, that be usually seemed like offended, I don't let you have some other last word or something. I don't know. Am I uh, supposed to do something? I, I I just want to say that there goes my hero. Uh, now that he's <laughs> left, so you know. Uh, that's Foo Fighters, Matt Nelson. It's Foo Fighters. Some some sort of like random music. Yeah, that is not what I thought it was going to be. What's that? <laughs> that, was gonna be Matt Nelson. that was supposed to be cinematic. <laughs> so I was like hero music and it was not at all um nothing heroic about that no that not at all that, that was exactly like that was the exact like, song playing in my head right now thank <laughs> you so much you for had the balls to actually play it and then turn it off I that was heroic that's what i was about to just play it's <laughs> like yep screwed that one up all right <laughs> also not um, heroic, but on that note <laughs> sorry about your luck i'm done <laughs> Next week we're bringing on. Um, I lost the slide. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm happened out. here. I had it. Now it's we're gone. bringing on. Oh, B- uh, Bender's next week. Bender, nice Howard Bender, uh, talking some short stops, I believe. So uh, we'll be back on Thursday. So look for us then. Have a good night, everyone. See y'all later. Thank you.